you're listening to The Private Citizen, your podcast about privacy, security, and uh, free speech, and today also censorship. This is episode 76 for Wednesday, the 30th of June, 2021. Censorship does not take place. Hey, everybody. You listen to The Private Citizen. Thanks thanks for being here. My name is Fab. I'm your host coming to you live from the city of Düsseldorf in Germany, where they're, you know, rebuilding the whole neighborhood. They're digging foundations. They're digging up the street. Uh, so if you hear some loud noises, please be not be alarmed. Uh, it's completely normal. Um, I'm recording this uh, episode in the daytime because I've got some work to do. Usually I do it in the evening when, when the uh, road workers are off work already. Um, but today I had to do it earlier, so... And I might be digging this, these foundations a bit harder because they're probably frustrated with <laughs> Germany being kicked out of the Euro last night uh, by England. I didn't see it. Uh, I got other shit to do. I can't be bothering with bread and games right now, but, you know, they might be a bit frustrated. Anyway, um, yeah, thanks for being there. Um, we are going to talk today about uh, censorship because I'm, I'm a bit of a, on a bit of a censorship binge and the topics just keep coming up. And it kind of all fits together, so I'm just doing that now uh, while I'm on a roll. Um, and we're going to talk about porn today. Uh, lots of porn, um, because there are some issues in Germany with censorship and with porn. And um, I think they're important, um, not because, you know, of course, I'm a man. I watch a lot of porn. I like porn. Uh, I'm not afraid to <laughs> uh, to admit that. But I also think a lot of people think, well, it's just porn, you know. Um and there are a lot of prudes in society, and um, but I think this is very important um, because I think we're in a culture war right now, uh, a Kulturkampf. I'm going to explain this later uh, in depth, uh, but I think this is just the first step. Um, I think this is indicative, and we've you know we've seen them clamp down on other stuff. And I do feel like like a listener who uh, wrote in, uh, got a good feedback section today. Uh, got somebody writing in, um, which, which we're going to also read out later. Um, and uh, he kind of he kind of saw this uh, uh, and, and put this very well um, that we're in this fight right now and we need to, there's not enough people understanding what's going on and we the people who do uh, probably you're listening to this podcast because you have an inkling what's going on um, we are in the in the vast minority and and we need to we need to learn to explain to people what's going on uh, so I'm gonna try to do that today but first some housekeeping before before we get into the show proper um, I would like to tell you that um, this show is gonna go on somewhat of a hiatus uh, from the 8th of July till the 28th of July um, so the uh, we should be back to regular Wednesday releases on the 28th um, if you've been listening to the show for a while you know this I did the same thing last uh, summer I'm, I'm just gonna fuck off go on holidays um, because I need to uh, I, I've been working uh, a lot recently um, and uh, it's just been it's just been really bad like the the year so far has not been really good for me as a freelancer, I've been <laughs> I've been working my ass off trying to open like new business opportunities and stuff, new opportunities for me, and it's not been working well. I've, I've been not making a lot of money, um, so I kind of. But I've been very stressed with it, so I'm, I'm just gonna take some time off, uh, hit the motorbike, you know, drive, ride the motorbike around, um, and not touch a computer for like about two weeks. So if you don't hear from me, don't be don't be alarmed. Um, That'll be the case. I wouldn't be streaming on Twitch. I wouldn't be doing podcasts. Um, I will, however, because I always do this, um, 
I will make up for it. When I get back, I'm, I'm planning to just like forget every. I'm gonna. My plan is to like on this holiday forget all this shit, and then regroup and do new plans and try to get the stream schedule in order on Twitch and try to get some podcasts out and also, um, you know, uh, you know, regroup and and try to earn some fucking money because I, I'm barely putting food on the table right now as it is, <laughs> and we need to fix that. But you know, that's not really any of your concern. I'm just trying to explain what's going on. So um, I will. Um, I will try. So before I go, um, there will be an episode next Wednesday for sure, um, which I'm going to put out on the usual Wednesday release. And then I'm going to do, and I'm going to try to do one extra episode before that. Um, so we have a bit of extra content. And then when I come back, um, I'm going to make up for that one or two, depending on how, how much it is. I'm going to make up for these episodes. Um, you know this, I've been doing this um, over the last year as well. Um, I try to get an episode out every Wednesday and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm putting out one a week, but sometimes I have to, you know, I'm going to go on holiday and have to buffer them up and going to give you some extra content later. I've got enough topics. Like that's not the problem. I've got like a, a book uh, that, that has a lot of uh, long list of topics. So I just don't, you know, have the time right now. Otherwise, I'd be, like if, if I wasn't, wasn't working on other shit, I would have like prepared it and um, like pre-released it for you, but that's just not happening right now. Um, yeah, but that's all of the housekeeping. Just don't worry if you don't hear from me for a while. And uh, if there are no podcast releases, uh, you are now uh, queued in. What's gonna ha- What's gonna happen? Um, and uh, and with that, let's uh, let's let's get into the topic of the show. Let's talk about porn here. <laughs> Um, but actually, <laughs> that was a teaser. But actually, before we get into uh, porn itself, I want to recap something um, that I've talked about in the previous episode, something about censorship in, in Germany. So, um, because a lot of people misunderstand this, and ever since I've been ta- I've been doing this episode and I've, I've talked to people about it, um, there were still people um, misunderstanding this. I'm, I'm trying to keep this short. Um, because, I mean, you can always go back to episode 75. By the way, Private Citizen Press, the website, all the show notes are there, all the episodes are there. Um, but to make it short, there's a an, um, very important article in the German Grundgesetz, the, as we call it, GG, good game. Um, it's kind of our equivalent. It's not it's not technically constitution, but it's kind of our equivalent. The first 10 articles are very important. They cannot be changed. They are kind of our uh, bill of rights. Let's put it that way. And Article 5 says, literally, in there it says, Eine Zensur findet nicht statt, um, which translated directly into English would mean censorship does not take place. Probably have to say that in a German accent. Censorship does not take place. And lots of people seem to think that that means there's no censorship in Germany, uh, which is, in fact, not true. Germany is one of the, I think, where Western democracies are concerned, one of the most censorship-happy ones. Um, I mean, people probably know the uh, the thing with the you know the swastikas and all those, um, you know, uh, we call them verfassungsfeindliche uh, symbole, um, symbols used by organizations uh, that are hostile to the constitution. Um, there are lots of symbols you are not allowed to use in Germany. There are exceptions, of course, you know, if you're doing history classes or whatever. Um, and if you like, so ex- for example, if you um, if you do something in historical context, so if you build a model, let's say of the Bismarck, right? The Bismarck, the battleship Bismarck had a huge swastika on the deck. Um, companies that build these models always leave them off, but they don't really have to, really. 
Um, I think they just don't want to get into trouble. Um, if you're building a historically accurate uh, model, then you'd be completely okay. Um, also, with many video games, if you have a historical setting, I'm, I'm not talking something about like, um, you know, where it's like, what's it, Wolfenstein, wherever, where it's in the future and there's like future moon Nazis, whatever. All bets are off there. But if you, some, I, I wrote a column once uh, when I still worked for Heise. Uh, on a game called Hearts of Iron, which is a, a relatively historically, well, it's trying to be a historically accurate strategy game adaptation of World War II. Um, and they took all the like swastikas of the uniforms of the Nazi generals. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure they would be okay with that because, like, you know, you're, these are historical person, people, right? That even took some of them out, I think. Um, you know, but if you have a game and it's you, you, you're, you're explaining historical... Um, situations and you're like I don't know there's Rommel in the game and that's that's his uniform I think he would be okay but generally like that's an aspect of censorship as well where companies will self-censor beforehand and, and we talked about that in previous episodes a lot um, but so people are aware of this this aspect of censorship in Germany and that kind of gets ignored um, but there are others um, so there are like articles in the Grundgesetz itself I mean, I've explained in the previous episode how, how this article only applies to the state. Uh, censorship of the state towards the citizens. It does not even apply if you're a company. If you're a company or a private person, you can censor whatever you want. You, you're not violating Grundgesetz. The Grundgesetz is a check in or this article. or mo A lot of the Grundgesetz is a check on the government. It's supposed to be there so that the government can't um, pass certain laws that would endanger democracy. Uh, but there were also like, all these articles kind of interlock, right? There's always like in law, there's always like checks on things, you know, like the famous check on free speech that if you shout fire in, in a movie theater, theater and you're endangering people and you know, that's not free speech. Um, it's not protected as free speech. Um, same thing here. So there are articles in the Grundgesetz that, that for example, the first one protects the, um, the integrity or the honor of a people's of a person's um how would that be oh god i'm gonna have to look this up now i'm gonna have to look this up what's what's word why don't i know the specific word for that right now dignity right the dignity of a person so this is for example um or the, or the mental state of like children or whatever <clears throat> whatever and that's where we get to the the porn topic right um so um yeah, there are also articles about like protecting the integrity of the uh, democratic system, you know. And where that is concerned, the German government can censor shit. Like, you know, the, the flag, the swastika flag is. Um, there's an article that is supposed to protect the integrity of the of the democ of the democracy we have, and um, then the legal. Then you have two. Like you have two conflicting articles, right? One says the state can't censor; the other says the state has to protect the democracy. And then you have legal opinion. That's why the Grundgesetz, which is in itself a very slim kind of law, uh, if you would just buy that book, like it's like a slim book. And then there are always, you know, if you study history or politics or whatever, you learn about these, like you or, or law, <clears throat> you get like the commentary version, which is like ten times the size. Uh, or for the Grundgesetz, it's like 20 times the size, which has like legal commentary, which says, you know, in established jurisprudence, um, when these two articles collide, it's generally accepted that, you know, the government can actually censor things. Um, so censorship does happen in Germany. People just get confused by the 
by this very placative um, sentence, like censorship does not take place. And that's a, it's the first thing, literally, this is the first thing I learned, like in politics, when you go, you know, the first semester, like literally like your first week of politics class. And there's like, you do some policy um, studies and then they go like, okay, this is the law, but you cannot go take a law and, and, and uh, read it right and read the verbatim and think that's what it means right this this article does not mean there is no censorship what this article means is basically there shouldn't be censorship by the state towards its citizens unless it is called for by to protect other very important unalienable rights that's what this actually means but most people don't know about this um but you know, I, I thought this was uh, this was relatively important to get into this again, just to explain as to as in the in the beginning here, um, you know what we're talking about that there is censorship and there's censorship by the German state. Uh, be, before we get into the porn thing, there's probably one other thing I should should uh, put out here in the beginning, and that that is my stance on uh, porno pornography. I personally, I'm not a religious person, so you'll you'll understand this later as well when I'm talking about this stuff. But like, um, I have no problem with p pornography at all. Um, I th I think it is a it is a sensitive. Um, there are moral issues, big moral issues around pornography, right? I don't think personally for me. Um, they're not around the pornography itself. I think if, if something happens between consenting adults, then that should be fine. Um, if they're not hurting anybody else, um, that should be that should be fine. I'm I, I personally, I'm, I'm a very free thing. You know, you listen to this podcast, you probably know that. I'm very liberal in the actual sense of the word, right? I think that people should be free to... Um, like, if, I think if somebody, like, says they want to die, um, you know because they have an illness or whatever, they should be free to. I mean, I even think, like, if somebody wants to get shot in the face, and then it, it, why not? Like, you know, I know there are mental issues, and they could, like, you know, you basically can't regret that later. But I think, like, I'm, I'm a very big proponent of people's right to, like, um, um, for, for, for lack of a better word, like, form their own destiny. And the same thing goes with porn and, like, with sexual practices. But I think, generally... Um, I, like religion, you know, I'm, I'm, I defend people's right to to believe whatever they want to believe and to practice whatever they want to believe. But like we talked about on the show before, I think they should do that in private. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't want to know what people do. I don't really care. I don't really like care what your like religious beliefs are, what you think your gender is, what you like to eat, what you don't like to eat. I don't care. Do whatever you want. Just leave me the fuck alone, right? Um. Uh. But you know. Um. On the other hand, I, I am liberal towards what people you know want to do. The same thing goes for porn. The big issue with porn, it's not the porn itself. In my this is obviously all my my opinion. Uh, in in my view, in my view, the problem is the production. Um, there are huge legal like moral issues, but mostly moral for me with the production of porn. Like the porn industry is a cesspool. It's horrible. Um, and I will not deny that. So, so, but like, I think for me personally, I think that is because if you look at society, if you have something that you push to the fringes of society, may it be porn, uh, you know, se certain sexual practices, um, drugs, you know, stuff like that. Um, if you if you push that to the fringes of society 
and bo- make it borderline illegal, then you or you make it illegal, then you'll have very horrible people getting like you know human beings are like if if it's like the purest form of capitalism, right? If there's a demand, somebody will fill that demand. And by outlawing something, by saying, okay, heroin is now illegal, I mean, we all, I think we all agree, like, you can do that as a state, but you won't, you won't stop people from taking that drug, you won't stop people from selling it to them. Um, and the practices they're selling the drug to them under are going to get really ruthless because it's illegal anyway. Like, you know, if I'm doing something highly illegal and if I get caught and I'm put into jail, who cares if I, like, put baking powder in that stuff or whatever they do, right? Or if I shoot somebody over, like, a drug shipment, right? I'm, I'm going to go to jail anyway. Um, and while porn isn't illegal, it's, like, on a fringe. And you get some of those people, like, you know, a lot of, like, People who basically don't care get get into that industry, and it's it's tied up with with illegal industries like you know um, human trafficking. I mean, the, the same problem is prostitution, uh, which is largely legal in certain constructs. You know, it's different in every. It's very different in Germany than it is in the U.S. It's different even in the Netherlands than it is in Germany. But I think in most of the countries, whatever, you know, if you're not, I don't know. I don't know how the fuck it is if you're like in China right now. And I know I have some Chinese listeners. Um, But, you know, I think for most of us, it's kind of the same thing. It's like a gray area and you have like really questionably and morally morally questionable things going on and horrible things going on. But I feel it's largely because it's it's delegated to the the fringes of society. I think if we were less prude as a society and more open about these things, um, then it could get better. I mean, there are... Um, for example, there are porn studios who are producing porn films under um, or pornographic content under like you know um, good moral rules. Where they're like you know there's there's some companies run by women who like their whole goal is not to exploit other women, and you know they, 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 there are these beginnings, but it's like really hard. Uh, and I think I actually think with with stuff we're going to talk about in a bit, like the censorship and this sh- shit and like pushing it to the side of society we we're actually making it worse and i do think um now this is something i don't know this is probably controversial but i think um i've been thinking about this topic a lot recently because i've been noticing so this is a little little side topic it's really not in the show notes but i've, I've just been thinking about this and i think this is something i'm interested in um so i'm i'm a man right um and i've i'm i'm now i'm turning 38 this year and I've I've been noticing changes. Right now I've been noticing them for a while. And um I I can I can't talk to you about like if you're a woman or you have different hormones than I have. Um but I think this is something that a lot of men uh, go through at my age or later or earlier. There's like this thing you notice where um when you're young and you're a teenager, you're like as a as a as a typical male, you're horny all the time. And you have a lot of energy, but you actually get less shit done and you're less focused about what you want to do in your life because you're constantly distracted by trying, for the lack of a better word, trying to get pussy, right? Um, Or ass or whatever you want to do. But, you know, your sexual drive is is impinging on your life a lot. 
And when you get older, it's not like I don't like sex anymore. I still have a lot, a lot of sex, actually. Probably TIL here. Uh, TIL? Too much information? TMI. Um, uh, but, you know, full disclosure here, right? So I've been thinking about this. I'm like, now I'm a lot more focused in my life because I don't have that like thing in the back of my mind going the whole time. And I don't think I was particularly like worse with this i think there's like young men who are a lot worse than me so i've I've been reading about this and i've been reading a lot of research about testosterone and hormones and you know and how they influence a society and there's actually like a little branch of i don't know it's almost like it's probably sociology or whatever but it's almost like history where like some people that are into sociology and into history history um, are writing about um, what like hormones do to like society and I find this extremely fascinating. So one of the stories, um, or one of the things, like I, I never really knew a lot about the Vikings, right? So a friend of mine, um, you know, if you, I'm, as, as you probably know, I live stream this on Twitch. If you're on Twitch, a friend of mine, Halifa, she's a great streamer. She was playing um, Assassin's Creed, what's it, Valhalla, a while ago, which is a video game about Vikings. You're playing a Viking. It's about Viking history. Now I was watching her and I was like, hmm, I don't know a lot about Viking history. So why I was watching her, like, you know, she was playing this over a few months and I kept watching her every few days. Um, I was actually reading a bit about Viking history, um, which is something, you know, you study history, but you, I did newer history, modern history, whatever. And it, there's always holes in your education, right? For some reason, this never really came up in my school uh, history education. But uh, it's very fascinating. Um, the first thing I learned is that Vikings really aren't like a... I always thought it was like an ethnic group or whatever. Like, you know, basically a uh, a nation or whatever. But they're not. The Vikings are basically... It's a, it's a job description. It's basically you're a pirate, right? You're a raider. And, and I read a lot about... Like, I was like, why did they go and go to England all of a sudden? And, you know, it was kind of like, you know, the German... Um, I think the Saxon kingdoms were very well defended and like the English weren't, so they went over there. It was like, why did they go? Like, why put they, why put themselves on boats and go over the fucking sea and have all this risk? And there's, it's, there's a, there's a theory, um, that it's basically because they, they ran out of like sexual partners. So basically the, the, the Norwegian, uh, or like the, um, Scandinavian, they, they had like this tradition back in a horrible tradition where they basically they wanted male childs, uh, uh, ch childs, <laughs> children, and they actually killed female children, right? The, the thing, I mean, in the Middle Ages, in in other cultures, this this was this was often often done as well, um, but basically it was a combination of them killing too many of their female uh, babies in infancy, and then. Um, the nobles, kings, and you know, all the all the bigwigs, basically, uh, they were, were living in monogamy, right? So they all had like six, seven wives and like courtesans and like whatever, a lot of women. And then, then there were young, um, basically, today you would probably call a middle class, a lower class, um, a men growing up that didn't have like any or a good choice of sexual partners. And one of the reasons why they would actually go overseas and pillage and rape is because, you know, they, they brought women home. They, they went to England or wherever and, like, stole uh, women. Uh, it, it obviously a horrible impact on humans. Like, if you look at what the Vikings did, I mean, today the Vikings are kind of, it's like, you know, it's like 
war crimes happen 100 years ago, they're like really horrible. If they happen like 600 years ago, they're Hollywood makes movies about them. They're cool, right? Suddenly going around for like 200 years, whatever, and just going to innocent other countries, burning all their buildings down, killing all the men and carrying, raping the women and carrying them off, whatever, is like, is like cool. But basically horrible impact on society as a whole and, and largely because of like repressed, it was basically toxic masculinity as you would call it today. Um, and of course, like, you know, you see that in a lot of cultures, like, uh, you know, basically testosterone based, you know, the Spartans said this whole thing. A um, lot, lot of cultures where like, if you, if you look at society or like, if you look at history and you go like, what's like the worst factor um, in history? Like what has caused the worst like destruction and, and loss of life and all of this? It's, it's, it's probably the influence of testosterone it's like men going off basically trying to impress women and uh, going to war and you still have that today right that's why a lot of people a lot of young men join the army um and that's why you know if you look at violent crimes um you know that's why a, a large percentage of of like violent especially organized crime uh, is perpetrated by men i'm currently reading a book about serial killers and uh, if you look at serial killers, it's like 5% women. Um, so there is definitely something to this, I, I think, to this theory that, you know, testosterone, human uh, male's sexuality is having an impact on society. And I'm now getting around to my actual theory. I actually think, I think, I mean, you can have the opposite theory, but I think porn helps with that. Um, I think letting out um, sexual drive blowing of steam so to speak can actually be really healthy <laughs> i actually have this theory that if if you like young and and like a, a guy uh, i don't know it might i'm not talking about women here because i have no idea like i'd love to talk to somebody like if anybody listens to this you know private citizen press and you want to talk to me about how like this is for women please let me know uh, it would be a fascinating story um but you know i can just talk from my perspective i think it actually makes you probably makes you productive if you just go and blow off some steam like with some porn and then you can concentrate and do whatever you want to do um anyway just that's just something i think that's why i think uh, pornography can actually be a net positive for society because it keeps like men from just for raping and pillaging basically no i don't want to don't want to go that far but you know of course um so i'm going to operate on this 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 theory uh, in this podcast, but that doesn't mean what I wanted to say. The point I'm trying to make is that doesn't mean that I don't understand that porn, as the porn industry as it is today, is horrible, and that there are like serious moral issues uh, with how porn is produced. But I think actually, and I'm going to talk about that in the little, you know, at the end of this whole segment as well. Again, um, I think the goal here should not be to like ban or censor or like punish people who use pornography um but to drag it into the light you know kind of like the same theory where people are saying you know if you're criminalizing like marijuana for example you're just turning people you you're pushing them to the fringe of society so just the 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 step they have to take to actually go into a life of crime is like tiny whereas if you drag it into light you just make it normal maybe it's actually better maybe the impact isn't that bad and maybe we can actually produce porn 
um, ethically. Um, and maybe then we get some, I don't know, some actual actors involved or whatever, because that fucking needs to, like, like that, I don't know. Like, porn could use a lot of improvement. Let's just, just leave it at that. Um, anyway, why am I talking about this? What is the actual, uh, like, kind of, um, you know, w w what's happening? Uh, why am I talking about this topic now? So let's get into that. As I said before, this uh, you know I'm 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 in Germany here, um, but I actually think this is important if you listen if you listen from the US or wherever, um, this is important for you as well because I, I try to pick out stuff uh, that is important for everybody, and I think this is a trend that is everywhere at least in in, in Western democracies, um, but I think in this case Germany is actually on the forf forefront. Germany Germany is never on the forefront of anything these days, but I think here it is because I think we're actually very used to censorship. I think, for example, the U.S. is not at the forefront of this fight because free speech uh, has a much higher value and it's held up a lot more. It's changing in the U.S. too, but in comparison to Germany, it's a it's a higher value higher value in society, right? G Germans generally, um, I think, value stuff like order and and things being orderly uh, much more than, for example, free speech. And I do think this is a free speech issue. Um, I don't, I don't want to get into the argument if porn itself is free speech, but what is basically happening is here we are in a Kulturkampf. We're in a, as we call it in Germany, we and I, I'm not using this. We're in a culture war. I'm not using this lightly. I think we actually are. I think broadly speaking, um, we are in a war between people who think they're doing the right thing. And they're generally not bad people. Most of them think um, they they think of themselves as very forward-thinking, progressive. Um, but for what for whatever historical reason that I've actually haven't figured out, I'm thinking about this a lot. But they basically think that they know what is best, right? And that um, I'm I'm obviously I'm um, I'm exaggerating this for the sake of argument. But you know, they think. They're very liberal, progressive, then, but they know what it's what's best, and they want to get people to to do that, to do what they think is best. And also, very dangerously, they have this idea that um, basically freedoms should be uh, not a right, but like a perk. They should be like a, a um, like a treat for a dog, like something you get, you get, if you, if, and you've seen it, I've talked about this very clearly all throughout this whole pandemic thing. You've seen this very clearly, uh, especially in Germany, where the, where the chancellor Angela Merkel was, was basically saying this, like, if you behave nicely, if, if you do what we tell you, um, you can have a life again, right? You're a nice dog. You do what we tell you here. You can have a tree. Um, that's the one side. And the other side is, I guess, most people listen to this podcast, and I do um, think I'm on the other, I'm on on this side. Are people who um, I think are the actual liberals that they they they're the people who actually you know know what what being liberal means, but generally they just have the idea that these rights we've had, these freedoms we have, um, they are very they were very hard fought for. Right, they there was 
a sea of blood and mountains of bodies. And I'm being literally here. I'm talking about World War One, World War Two, right? The the revolutions, the French Revolution, the American Civil War, um, insurrections. Peaceful revolutions like the German unification, the fall of of the of the you know the Iron Curtain, all of that. But like we had all these things, they, they were very hard fought for these freedoms, and they're not a treat. That we we have learned with experience in 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 our history that these were fought for very painfully, and that they're very very important, and that they're not something that should be con like. A contingent. They, they shouldn't be like. Um, it shouldn't be an option, right? They should be the basis of our society, and nobody should be able to take them away. Um, and these freedoms are, I think, free speech, privacy, um, the, the right broadly as a citizen of a country to do whatever you want to do, unless you're seriously harming somebody, right? And I mean seriously harming somebody. I don't mean like coughing on somebody and then maybe at some point somebody at some point is going to get sick. I mean, like not actually harming, harming somebody like, you know, um, and I think that those, those are the sides. And of course, both sides are biased. Nobody's, I mean, we've talked about this. We talked about on this podcast often journalism and that I don't really believe in objectivity. I'm not saying I'm like, I'm also like over exaggerating this, of course, right? There, there, there. No, we oft, often talked about on this podcast as well that there are no two sides. There's no, or there shouldn't be like left or right. Everything is gray. There are people like it's a, it's a huge spectrum. But I feel, broadly speaking, um, broadly speaking, I don't, you know, generally I don't want to divide society in these ways. But generally, I feel like when I look at what somebody is doing these days in public. And what they're arguing, arguing for politically, I see those two sides. And that doesn't mean, like, people on that side where I think I'm on, um, they're bad people on this side. <laughs> Very bad people. Um, they're bad people on the other side. But they're also good people on the other side. Um, one of the big problems I have with this whole thing is that <laughs> I am on a side that has more bad people than the other side, I think. Um, I think that generally more people I would I would, I would, would, like meet and hang out with on the other side and have friends with um, but I think net for on a net like if you look at society as a whole what they're doing is a net loss for society and I think the other side is actually for lack of a better term right um, I think it's worth fighting these freedoms and that the, the, that's always the problem the problem with these freedoms with freedom of speech with letting other people do what they want to do is always you will encounter things that you don't like right if i fight for freedom of speech i will have neo-nazis in my corner well not in my corner but you know i will have i will have to fight for the right of neo-nazis or like um Vex, anti-vaxxers or holocaust deniers i will you know these people are exercising free speech um yes it's limited in germany but you know i think if, if we're, we're thinking we're in america at the moment right in the u.s um it's even it's even starker there you will have these people and you will have to fight like because it's also their right you know that's the thing um god now now i forgot who said it but uh, uh i don't think it was um 
some some dissident in the Third Reich. But like the hard part about this is that if you fight for freedom of speech, you fight for others to express opinions um, that are not your opinion. That's that's the hard part. If you're on the other side and you think you know what's best, it's a lot easier. Right? And the problem is that I think a lot of good people are on that side because they are seriously convinced that they're right and they're very convinced that they know best and they don't see the problem. Right? They don't see, and we talked about this often as well, they don't see them saying, okay, in this case, you know, I'm right with like being authoritarian, right? They don't see that even if they're right in that case, that they're establishing a precedent and that they're destroying this, that they're taking freedom away, that it's never going to be given back. I've said this often on the show. I stand by it. Um, there hasn't been an instance in modern history where any government has gone, hey, we're taking your freedoms away. And then like, I don't know, a year later, they were like, here, have it back. Have it back, right? We'll, we'll re like sometimes it's like sometimes it's for a limited time, but you know it's like in Ger but they're not taking that actual law back, right? So in Germany we have all the COVID restrictions. Um, they might go away. The virus might go away. That all will go away. The change to the law, the Infektionsschutzgesetz, the IFSG, right? The Infection Protection Law, whatever. That's not going to change. That's not going to going to get taken back. Nobody's going to take that back. If you believe that there's going to be change in government and some sometime there are like at some point there'll be like freedom loving hippies in the government that will like we will we'll take all this back it's not going to happen. The only way it's going to happen is if like the the constitutional court but they've already basically um there's nothing coming from that quarter I think but you know um you're very I think these people are very very naive or they just I don't know they just haven't studied history enough to think that that's going to happen. And um, and the problem is sometimes they're right, right? Sometimes they are right. That, but like it's very hard to explain to the to, to these people. I've been trying for years now, um, with columns, with everything. It's like it's very hard to explain to them to say, look, um, you're right in this case, but what you're pushing for is still dangerous. Not in this case, but if you think about it, if you think it through, it's dangerous. Um, and I always go back to this, and people are always like, "Oh, you always come on, go on about the Nazis." But it is a very good, um, it is a very good uh, explanation. Um, there were some laws in the Weimar Republic, so the, the 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 Republic in Germany before the Nazis came to power, that were sensible. There were sensible laws, and when they were passed, they were generally, you know, you'd think, "Yeah, this is a good idea," but they caused eventually caused the downfall of the democracy. And there were people arguing back when they made that constitution and saying this, these are not good things in here. Like we do not want, if we have a democracy and we're voting our government or whatever, we don't want to have clauses in here where the, where the government can go, this is an emergency, uh, we're changing the rules here. You, you don't want that. And they weren't listened to. Um, and I don't think it's such a stark situation right now, but I think it's more of a like chipping away. We're chipping away at every corner. And this pawn thing, Actually, is right. um, oh, sure. sorry, I just pushed a, I just uh, preempted myself, pushed the wrong button there. I didn't, uh, that didn't. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna play that later. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So um, this this porn um, debate is just it's just an example where it's like it's a chipping away where you 
if just looking at it, you'd, you'd be of the different opinion. Like, Fab, you're wrong. Um, this is good. We need to protect the children. Um, but as a whole, it's like a problem. And, you know, this... Um, it's also hard... <sighs> it's hard to have like the wrong people on your side, right? So I wrote a column um, the other day and I think I published it yesterday in the German part of my blog where I just write German things. Um, and I, I wrote about anti-vaxxers and I basically said, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. <clears throat> I mean, the headline image on that blog post has like a, a picture of my uh, uh, SARS-CoV-2 vaccination which, as we know, erroneously says COVID-19 vaccination. But, you know, we, we've talked about this. Uh, <clears throat> but um, so I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm, vac I'm vaccinated against all kinds of things. And I think generally, um, and I explained this in this article, I think generally uh, vaccinations are a good idea. I don't think there are the silver bullet people make them out to be. If you actually read this, this you know, if you read scientific studies about this uh it's it's very hard to eradicate eradicate a disease completely by vaccinating the population especially if you're talking worldwide um some scientists are of the opinion that that's impossible but of course that's a you know it's pretty much a speculation but it's very hard it's not as easy as like you know um many journalists make it out to be worse we just get everybody vaccinated and the problem goes away that's not how it works in reality but I am of the opinion that vaccinations are a good thing, which is why I got mine, right? Having said that, um, what I contrast in this column is that these people are idiots, right? These anti-vaxxers are idiots. It is, of course, idiotic to go and say, well, if you get the vaccine, there are like little chips in there and they're like hooked up with 5G and then you do Bill Gates bidding, right? I'm not, I hate Bill Gates, Listen to Linux Outlaws back in the day, right? I, that guy is horrible. Still, that idea is idiotic. It's dumb. It's completely dumb. And yeah, people are making fun about that on Twitter. But what I'm saying is, is that more dumb than, for example, believing that um, about 2,000 years ago, the Romans killed a carpenter, right, by nailing him to a cross. Uh, he then died but not of the wounds, but for the sins of humanity, something came back to life and uh, promised everybody to save uh, the, the planet, did some other shit, did some miracles, and then disappeared. How, how is that more crazy than the 5G theory? How is believing that, you know, a few thousand years ago, the whole earth was flooded and some guy built a boat and saved every animal on the planet by, like, saving two of each on a boat? How like how is like how is that more crazy? And and those those instances of craziness are protected by the German constitution by the very Grundgesetz by Article Four I think it is. You know you're free to believe whatever you want you're in your religion. You're free. You 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 can you can believe that shit. So why can't I believe that Bill Gates puts five G things in me? Like how is that more ridiculous? I mean I I. These fucking double standards, this hypocrisy, that is the problem in our society. It makes me so angry. Um, same thing with Scientology. People go, oh, lie, yeah, they have like this uh, alien guy that came to Earth and then put people in planes and then bombed them. Isn't that crazy? And th those same people don't think about how like Christianity, Christ Christian beliefs, Muslim beliefs, Jewish beliefs are completely crazy, right? Um not, not, let's not even start talking about like the Mormons, the, the guys in Salt Lake who put like this, you know, that angel they put on all of their um, 
all of their churches, that golden, yeah, if you watch The Expanse, they build a ship, they put the fucking angel on the spaceship. It's like a golden angel with a trumpet. That angel is called, he he brought, if you, if you don't know anything about Mormonism, he brought like the fucking tablets to the founder of Mormonism in like 18 something. The fucking angel is called Moroni. It's called the angel Moroni. That like, that religion base that basically tells you if you believe th this is like the founder of the religion telling you if you believe in this shit you're a moron literally and i put that on every like how is that less crazy how, how why are people not making fun of that why are people not making fun of of people going to church every sunday sunday putting like a piece of bread in their mouth drinking some wine saying that's like the flesh of christ and they're drinking and then they just, just and they just only do this shit so they can go fuck somebody without a condom and then they put like lots of kids in the world that they don't want to like how is that worse like how is how, how are we tolerating and we have a constitution in germany that protects this explicitly right that some religions are like mutilating little boys who can't choose and they just cut a piece of their penis off right how is that okay and and completely fine but if i want to say uh, i don't want this vaccination like i'm gonna get made fun of not only on twitter i'm gonna get made fun of by my fucking colleagues by journalists who are basically oh, the, the anti-vaxxers they're so dumb ha 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 so I listened the other day I listened to the radio in Germany I listened to the our Öffentlich-Rechtlicher uh, Rundfunk which is like the public broadcasting company right and they had this segment it was basically the news and they were talking about vaccination and they had this on, on, on public broadcasting that I pay for they had this segment about where they're basically they weren't really making but like like in a wailed way, we're explaining why like anti-vaxxers are dumb and why believing all this 5G shit is dumb. Fair point. Okay. Right. Did that for about 15 minutes. And then, because it was a Sunday, they had a 45-minute radio sermon. Right? We're going for making fun of people who believe that they have like 5G chips in their blood, uh, put in there by Bill Gates, to a guy reading from, uh, from a fucking stupid, like... Uh, why don't I can I remember the word? Damn it. Uh what's the fucking what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Jesus. What's what's Märchen? What why can't I ah? I hate it when that happens. You're in the middle of the rant and you can't remember like fairy tale. Yeah, he's reading my fucking fairy tale book. For 45 minutes on public broadcasting, funded by my fucking money. And that's okay, right? I mean these people are the moral authority. Just look at priests. Just look at what the Catholic Church has done. And they don't even have to go back to the fucking crusades. Just look at what they do to little kids. But it's like, I hate these double standards. It's like the history thing. It's like the, it's like the war crimes thing, right? Something happens 100 years ago. It's horrible. But 600 years ago, it's okay. Like something, somebody tells you a ridiculous story today. He's like the dumbest idiot. But if the... If the story is 2,000 years old, yet he's actually protected by the Constitution. And we have a political party that has the fucking ridiculousness in their fucking name. And they're in the government. Right? The, 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 the party that Angela Merkel f comes from has Christian in their name. And then they tell me the... I mean, I just... It's, it's, it's dumb. And it's like, this is exactly the problem. And when we get to the porn thing, it's the same thing. It's like you have these same politicians... Like prudes, right? Basically, 
and then they go like every few years they go oh won't somebody think of the children right and uh why am why am i talking about this why am i just ranting at you for hours here um so basically this whole this whole um uh episode started with a story that i've read um where the uh so the okay so germany is a federal republic right we're a collection of federal states and there are some things that are under the purview of the federal states and then there are these like i don't know meetings i guess council meetings where like the heads of all the federal states get together to make policy because this is like policy that the the federal government can't do so they're making the policy Right, and so the heads, the ministers, um, I think the interior ministers of all the federal states, they have this like council thing, and, and they want to create a law now that forces operating system manufacturers uh, all over the world to block all websites that are not classified under the German, uh, you know, child protection scheme, whatever, uh, as safe for kids. Yes, you ha- you just heard that right. I'm not even kidding you. They want to force operating manufacturers to block websites that the German, whatever German government office hasn't classified. We're talking 99.9% of all websites, literally almost all websites. Like even almost all German websites don't have this fucking label, right? So we're talking Microsoft, Apple, anybody else, presumably people who do a Linux distribution, uh, would basically have to block all websites by default. On an operating system level, until you kind of, and they don't really explain how this would work, you kind of prove to them, the operating system manufacturer, that you're an adult. That is insane. I don't have kids, and I don't really intend to have kids. I've got nothing against kids. I sometimes have something against parents, because I don't think they can swing straight. And I think this is one of the things. I think that politicians make want to, want to make this law our parents, and they're like, oh, no, we have to protect the children. Look, guys, the majority of the people living in this country are adults, right? And these adults, they want to visit the public internet. If there are sites on this internet somewhere that you don't want your children to see. It's your fucking responsibility. You put children in the world. I didn't ask you to. You put fucking children in the world. You took on responsibility. It's your responsibility to protect your children. It's not the fucking operating system manufacturer's responsibility. Right? I mean, what the, f- what the fuck? I mean, even beyond the point that this is ridiculous, right? That if you're Apple or Microsoft and you're like, what, Germany? How big is this country? It's like 80 million people, maybe. Like, because of that, because of those people, we, 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 they want us to change our operating system for everybody. Like, what, what, the, what, what, as we say in Germany, haben die Lack gesoffen? Did, did they drink like turpentine or whatever? Like, what's, what is going on with these people? Ah, but that's how they think, right? This is how those people think. They think we need to censor the internet for everybody on an operating system level because apparently the children are watching porn and this is how horrible now here's an alternative here's what i think how about those people have kids um which unlike most people believe isn't all of us right there's some some of us who don't have kids um but those people have kids 
Why don't you own up to your fucking responsibility? And I'm not talking to you, the podcast listener. Okay, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I know that many of you have kids, and I know you you own up to this responsibility. I'm pretty sure I'm talking to these fucking politicians. Like, why don't you own up to your responsibility and teach your kids about the internet? You know how to interact with strangers on the internet and about porn. Why don't you like? Why does it have to be up to the like school system? You should be teaching your children about sexuality and about porn, and probably a lot earlier um, than you know they did in my generation. Because I mean, I mean, what are these people thinking? Like you go, I mean, you meet you. I, I visit somebody who has children, right? And the children are like five, and they have iPads, and they're playing around with iPads. Like, if you want that, right? You you have to take the other side of that as well, right? You can't just go, oh, let, let's have like the children's stuff on the iPad and then block the whole internet for everybody so the ch kids can't see the... Just don't give them a fucking iPad if you don't want that. How about that? But of course, you, you still have to teach your kids about this because the other kids will have iPads and they will have a sleepover or whatever. But like, just teach your fucking kids. I know it's it's hard, it's not easy, but like the the, the earlier they learn about this shit, I don't know. I'm not a child psychologist, so that's probably <laughs> too early for this. Uh, but there surely is. Um, I don't know where that is. But maybe they should put some energy and some money and some legislation into figuring that out. Um, but like, I hate this shit where people are like, basically they, they don't, they, they don't want to do that and then they won't want to take society should take care of like putting like a plastic wrapper bubble about the kid I don't but you need to and while we're at it why don't we teach the kids about the problems with porn why don't we teach people about like I mean they could do that in school maybe why don't they talk about like the morally problematic things I know why they don't do that because the fucking teachers are like prudes and they don't want to talk about this I mean this is clear like porn is one of these topics we all watch it, but there are very few people who are ready to admit that and to talk about that, which, you know, I've never had a problem about that. I just usually hold hold back because I think it's, uh, what, 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 TMI? Yeah. Um, because it's 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 generally, you know, I don't, I don't want people, you know, as, as the same as I don't want other people to just, like, evangelize me with their sexuality or gender X, Y, Z. I don't want to do that to you. But I think the big the big problem is that people don't own up to this. Right, <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a reason porn up is the site with the biggest traffic on the internet. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's fucking doing it, right? And then they don't talk talk about it, and then they mystify it, and then it gets turned into like this thing, and then we get shitty ideas like this. And this is new, of course. I mean, this is a topic I've had like you know whenever I talk about censorship, I've been thinking about this because Germany is as i said in the beginning it's really censorship happy and if they like before they wanted to put this filter in operating systems they're also doing other stuff for example um lately they've been uh, threatened to block sites like pornhub and x hamster um because these are they, they changed the laws in germany at some point and now they're violating apparently they're violating the law uh basically they would have what they would have to do is uh to uh um, enforce like this so the German government wants them to to have the system where they mark their website in a way right as as not safe for kids or whatever and then 
they get filtered by default in Germany. Now, the pawn providers are saying, why should we do this for Germany? This is done. There's already an international system. And I mean, this is in effect, there is like these websites are flagged. Uh, I don't know how they do that. It's probably, uh, I've never really looked into this, probably header or something, you know, HTML header. But like these, they have tags. It's on, It's an HTML tag somewhere in the source code, whatever. It's like they have tags. And if you use software, there's like, you know, software you can install in your PC and then you can do like, you know, uh, children protection things and then they can't load these websites um, so they're like there's an in international system we're using it we don't see what your problem is and they're actually suing uh, the, the German government or counter suing them in, in several uh, cases right now where they're saying we're not going to do this um, because there is a system and why don't you just use that system but that's you know that's not the German way the German way of, uh, we must block everything by default we must have to order order um and now they're actually trying because the the they're not doing this like these porn um, sites are not doing this. Actually, what what they also want is that, and this is where if you like porn and you're in Germany, you should perk up because basically what they want to do is that these sites should not allow any visits from just German users, right? If you're a German user and you go to a porn site, you're supposed to verify your identity with them. And then log in every time, and they will not show you the content unless you're logged in. And uh, because the sites are not doing this um, now, like uh, just recently, uh, German authorities actually demanded uh, that exams to be taken down. Well, they did that ages ago with the provider, but the provider didn't want to do it, so they went to like their um, hosting provider, and they're now trying that. And failing that. Um, they're going to have like ISPs like Deutsche Telekom, uh, you know, Vodafone. Uh, they're going to have them completely block those sites. Somehow, I can, you know, talk, as we talked about like the, the, the downsides of, of, of masculinity and testosterone and, uh, and, and, and the repressed sexuality in men. Like there's a small sliver of me that just wants to see the German government ban Pornhub. I want to see what happens, right? If they thought, if they thought the so-called run and the storming of the German Parliament, which wasn't one, uh, with the Infektionsschutzgesetz and the whole COVID, if they thought that was bad, if they really, I think, if, if, they, if, if they really want to tempt people to go and, I don't know, burn the fucking Reichstag down and whatever they think that's going to happen, just try to ban Pornhub. You know, that's gonna, if, if, if anything is gonna cause Germans to have, like, males to have a revolution, that's probably gonna be it. It's not about Germans, right? It's in every country. It's just the same thing. Just, just ban Pornhub, and it's just like, you're, that, that's gonna be a major problem. Um, so I kind of want to see that from that angle, but I don't really want to because I don't think, I think this is idiotic. Um, and, you know, if you, this whole plan they're having, I mean, I would, I would not do that, right? I would not. So, first of all, presumably you're using sites like Pornhub and Examster because they're free, right? And a big part, I think, generally is not that people don't want to pay for, like, there's lots of people who don't want to pay for pornography, or they're thinking, like, if you can have it for free, why would you pay for it? But, like, one of the reasons you're not doing that is because you're doing this without your wife knowing, probably, and you don't want to have credit cards. It's not about the money. Like, you'd pay, like, that. I mean, people have money. There's, there are people who probably pay 100 euros a month for this kind of shit the problem is you don't want like 
your wife or whatever your spouse to figure out that you're doing that right you don't want to have like and not everybody has like their own credit card or their own account or whatever um i think that's one of the big problems um and people just don't want to get tracked i mean you're tracked enough with all the advertising on there but this is even worse just imagine you have i don't they don't really explain like the German, uh, the Commission for Jugend, Medienschutz, the KJM is like a commission that is like founded by these federal states, whatever. Uh, they have a system or they have systems where they explain how, how to do this login. They don't really explain how you would check that somebody's actually 18. Uh, you'd probably have to send them like a scan of your fucking uh, ID card. But then not everybody in Germany, I mean, everybody basically has one, but you don't technically have to have one. Um, so also how... How are these pawns that are really going to be like privacy or how is that going to work? Are they going to set up like how is that going to be uh, GDPR? Like is Pornhub going to set up an office in Ireland for this? <laughs> I don't think so. Um, but like let's imagine that was a thing and you proved to the site uh, like with your ID card or whatever that you're 18. And then you get a login and you're doing this for free porn by the way. And then you're logging in with that login to Pornhub. That means that you're inherently trackable. That means that Pornhub knows exactly what you're watching. And they probably already, you know, there's advertising and can figure a lot of that stuff out. But it's different of you just being an IP or you just actually being logged in under your like legal name. And that's like legally proved like like so I, I'd be worried personally of the following scenario. Right? You do that and you're just watching porn. You're just watching um you know, step bro, I'm stuck porn, which apparently everybody's doing right now. Um, so you're just doing that. And, uh, but the, presumably if they like, if you log in and they have all this data, presumably the German government could go to such a site and say, okay, we have a warrant. Uh, we want to see what porn fab's been watching and then get all the videos. I mean, that, that would be questionable in any case because you really, that's like most of, that, that's like the most private information you could have. Like what porn is somebody watching? Um, but, uh, but then it's even worse. Let's say, let's say you're on there and you're watching a video that is illegal in Germany because the performer isn't 18, but you don't know that, right? You watch that, you, you don't, you're not aware, right? If they then get get those records and they have a video where they go, okay, we provably provably know that this person was under eighteen when the video was filmed. Um, we're gonna we're gonna go and get the records and like indict everybody in Germany who's watched that video. You're not gonna the, the way the law in Germany works with these things is you're not gonna have the excuse that you didn't know, right? You're not gonna you probably I'm not a lawyer, of course, it's not legal advice, but you're probably not gonna get up get off get off <laughs> oh god do i have the where's the uh, uh you're probably not gonna get off that easy um and i mean there are serious um penalties for this kind of things already jail time but we have some um some german uh politicians in government who actually say we, is, we need to reform these laws uh, we need to make it so that if you uh, watch any of like if generally it's about distribution of child porn, but like um, it's 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 very close together with like watching it. They could also go after you watching it, and then you could have jail times. And they want to go like they want to go and make it that even if you don't have a criminal record, uh, you could go immediately to jail, 
which is a that's like very seldomly done in Germany. Like if you don't have a criminal record, um, like I don't know. I'm, obviously, I'm not a lawyer, but I think I mean murder. Of course, you go straight to jail. Or, but I think there are cases of manslaughter where people they basically go. You, you come out on uh, on on probation, right? So where you're like, okay, you have to call in every every week or every day or whatever and if if nothing happens if you don't even get a driving ticket you don't have to go to jail if something happens you go straight to jail but like i think that if i understood their um their intentions correctly they want to make it that you know if you like distribute or potentially watch child pornography uh you could you could just go straight to jail and i wanted to raise this the jail time which is i think now for like hard cases it's like bad cases like 46 years they wanted to raise that to 10 um or even longer um so i don't know um like you could potentially if they if they have such a system you could potentially watch porn that you think is totally okay um and then you just you just you know you just get a letter and you just you just go straight to jail basically i mean um it's it's just like and i'm i'm not i'm not like i'm i'm not trying to dramatize this um i mean i have um researched some cases uh as part of my job uh where it was basically about uh, hacking and uh uh you know uh cyber attacks and where somebody got i think one person actually got got put into prison for i think um, they wanted to try proof distribution, but in the end, they put him into prison for for the possession of child porn. And the guy maintained uh, the whole court case, um, and as, as far as I know, still maintains that the evidence was placed on his computer, uh, possibly by like somebody. Um, and like there, there were actually, uh, it 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 did look like. Um, somebody might have just like you know basically put a trojan on his computer and then just put the files there and like that's not gonna even if you can prove that your system was hacked that's not gonna like save you you will have to basically prove that like the guy put that on your machine which is i think pretty much impossible so it's it's not like this isn't coming out of nowhere this area of law in germany is, is is i don't know how it how this works in the US I think uh, in the US it's possibly even worse because like in Germany at least like you know they're they're very very um, strict about these kind of things and getting out of it is very hard but at least in Germany any kind of entrapment by um, police and law enforcement is completely illegal like if 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 your defender can prove or just like basically raise the doubt in the judge that the police is trying to trap you like the case is out and it's not going to get reopened again whereas in the US there are far less as far as I understand it far less rules against entrapment by law law enforcement so I mean I think I've read back in the day I've read some some news stories about like where they basically uh, were posting child pornography in certain forums and then just basically entrap people who they were then okay you've downloaded this uh, you're a pedophile or even like distributed it, of course, but like it was basically police officers handing them the 
like in Germany, like you couldn't do that. <laughs> that would be completely illegal. Like, but the, the police officer was would would probably go to jail because of distribution of that. Like, even with the police, like I've I've talked to a unit once where they're like, um, they were like a special part of like a cybercrime unit, and um, they were the ones actually having to look at child pornography, which is a horrible job. Um, I, I like I can't understand how these people do this job, but like they have very special rules where like they they're like one of the few peoples in Germany. It's like those police officers and then maybe the 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 the, the state attorney and and the judges who can actually look, and and if you're in a court case and you get shown the evidence, that's like the only area in Germany where you can actually legally look at that shit. Like even they have to be really careful. Like they have special computers and all this shit so that no other police officer by accident gets hold of these files because they would they would make themselves you know that would that would that would be illegal as well. Um, it's 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 highly fascinating, but it's like a very uh, it's a very touchy top topic, and I think it's it's one where you could. Like without dramatizing it too much, I think you could you could stumble into the shit like relatively easy, and um, it's just so much easier for law enforcement to go after you um, if like if they have your name and if there's like like records and if you'd identified yourself to the provider. Also, I would never trust these providers who run these websites either. Um, and the problem is, this is of course criminal law and the way. Uh, I mean, I think I've explained this before, but like the way uh, law works in Germany or generally in a, in a Roman-inspired legal system, so you have criminal and you have civil law. And if you have criminal law, the state has to prosecute this. If Like if the police... So let's say um, the police gets a tip-off that you were watching child porn, whatever, and they, they look at the case... Um, and they, and the police officers investigating this are, are like this is highly unlikely. I think the guy was set up or whatever. It doesn't matter. They have to investigate this and they have to start proceedings. Uh, and and there, there can be a situation where like you're getting investigated by police officers where they're like we don't think this is, you know, but they have to like basically go through with it. Um, so um, it's something I'd be very careful of. Um, and as we discussed, uh, you know, obviously I'm I'm streaming this in. in live on Twitch where I record this podcast and uh, I, I talked earlier to some um, producers in chat. Well, I talked about what I'm going to uh, record. They said, well, it's pornography, so we'll have to all get VPNs. And that's exactly the thing. Like, you know, this is the problem with the precedent. Like, this is just going to get criminalized more and more. And at some point they're going to go, well, now everybody's watching porn via VPNs. And the logical next step, if you're one of these guys who make these laws it's just like let's make vpns uh illegal it's never gonna stop so i personally think we have to fight this now we have to fight this here uh like with all of this shit all this censorship shit um we we need to try to get people to be more sensible especially uh, especially the people who make the laws um, yeah, and that's it uh, on the on the on the on the porn topic. I don't know. I'd be very interested. This is a very controversial topic. I'm kind of baiting my producers here a little bit with that shit. So please go to privatecitizen.press. Uh, you know, if you're listening to this, uh, give me some feedback. What do you think about this? And you know, I understand that we're not getting any feedback on Twitch right now because you don't probably you don't want to fess up to this publicly. But you know, I have. Um, if you go to privatecitizen.press, if you go to the contact link. Um, I have some um, means of contacting me that are completely anonymous. 
there's a lot of text on there for secure whistle whistleblower form you can contact me via that or you know if you just contact me by email and you say well i want to give you my opinion but i want to keep my name out of it i'm going to do that i'm going to give you my i mean this is one of the things i take very seriously as a, as a journalist i'm going to give you my word um your source i will protect my sources i, I will not tell anybody um and if the police are going to come in here and they want to want my records, I'm going to call a lawyer. Um, I'm I'm not going to give that up without a fight, even if it's your porn history. Um, <laughs> but yes, I would I would love to uh, hear from people what they think about this topic um, because it's obviously very controversial. Now, before we get into feedback, I have some other little stories, some bits and bobs that I want to talk about. Um, so let's let's just some other news that came up connected to some previous episodes and some other shit so let's get into that and i need to drink some coffee i'm not that i'm not awake but uh keeps me wired um you might remember episode 66 we were talking about flock um federated learning of cohorts which is google's initiative to replace tracking cookies and I talked about that a lot and, you know, the plans they have. Now, uh, we just had some news that Google has delayed this uh, so-called cookie ban to 2023. And I'm just going to read this short thing from Vox.com just to keep you updated on this topic, which I promised. Um, Google is delaying its long-promised move to block third-party cookies from its Chrome browser by another year. Firefox, Brave, and Apple Safari already block third-party cookies by default and have for some time now. Chrome, by contrast, has dragged its heels to do the same. Now it's dragging them even more. As for what will replace those cookies, that's still an open question. Flock is one of the apparently many options Google is considering, saying that there are more than 30 proposals in the works, and four of them are being trialed. So I don't think we know the other three. Um, reading this made me... I mean, I kind of knew this, but it kind of brought um, renewed focus to the fact that Firefox is already banning or blocking third-party cookies. I need to look into how this works and if it works and um, what advertisers are doing um, to get around this because I'm pretty sure they're, they're still tracking you. Otherwise, the, I mean, the, the advertising industry has a bit collapsed, but it's, I think, it's more down to the uh, pandemic and I think they would be collapsing a lot more um, because, I mean, Firefox is not the biggest bother by far anymore, but it still has a serious market share. Um, if you know anything about this, yeah, if you have some links, uh, please uh, go to privatecitizen.press and um, send me some information in the various ways you can you can contact me because I'd be interested. Maybe spend a whole episode on this. Then also something that is close to my heart because I've been a Bruce Springsteen fan ever since I've been listening to music, literally. I've been to, I don't know how many, uh, must have been close to 50 Bruce Springsteen concerts in my life. I mean, there were tours, like the Rising Tour, I went to like four concerts, I think, uh, on one tour. Um, so I really like Bruce Springsteen. Uh, I don't like the shit he's doing these days because uh, I'm going to read uh, from a story here um, from The Standard. Um, fans who had AstraZeneca vaccine, that's me, uh, won't be allowed in Bruce Springsteen's New York concerts. Um, so Bruce Springsteen has this, has this, uh, if you, so if you only know Bruce Springsteen from like Born in the USA and Streets of Philadelphia and you have Netflix, um, please watch, I urge you to watch uh, Springsteen on Broadway. Um, it's like a show 
where he basically plays a concert alone, but he talks a lot about his life. Um, it's based on his autobiography, and it's really, really good. Like, it's very emotional, and um, I mean, the guy's obviously a great musician, but, like, the stories are well worth it as well. Um, but, yeah, so, um, and he's doing, like, a reprisal of that show, Springsteen on Broadway. Uh, anyone who's had the AstraZeneca vaccine will be barred from attending Bruce Springsteen's comeback shows in New York next week. The intimate five-night run at this... You're not going to get tickets for that anyway, but still. Uh, the intimate five-night run at the St. James Theatre will be the first Broadway show to reopen since last March and will require attendees to show proof of vaccination. However, the list will be limited only to jabs approved... Jabs? Approved... <laughs> British publication to jabs to jabs approved by the US Food and Drug Administration or the FDA Moderna Pfizer BioNTech and Johnson Johnson any potential concert goers who received their Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine overseas will be left with the prospect of being turned away at the door should they book tickets um, why is this I mean I find it bad that you have to have proof of vaccination to go to a concert anyway. Um, I mean, I've, we talked about that. I don't need to rehash that. But why is this all bad? Because obviously um, the AstraZeneca vaccine is not um, uh, approved by the FDA, not because it's not effective. In fact, uh, from I don't know about Moderna, but you know, and you know, this is this is for YouTube in case they ban me again. Uh, <laughs> um, according to the official uh, documentation by the Robert Koch Institute, by the Paul Ehrlich Institute, so the two German uh, health authorities, and uh, by, in this case, uh, AstraZeneca. Um, well, this was like a com com combi thing with all, like Pfizer, well, BioNTech, AstraZeneca, and Johnson & Johnson. Um, the AstraZeneca is the most effective vaccine, uh, according to the official numbers uh, uh, published by these um pharma companies and I guess vouched for by the Paul Ehrlich Institute um, it's the most effective the, the, the reason it's not I, I don't know about Moderna though um, but the reason it's not approved by the FDA is because there's a very 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 slight risk that you're going to get a thrombosis uh, so a, a side effect which could be fatal um, now I personally uh, I talked about this previously on the show as well I think it's way overblown um I think um, it's a bit weird because it's in the young age group, but like usually, I mean, people get like, it's a it's a very specific thrombosis, but people get that all the time. Um, I mean, there's lots of side effects from, from vaccines, um, you know, uh, down to like lethal ones. I mean, uh, this, this could be as simple as um, you get an injection and they're not shaking, you know, like when they, when they pull the, pull the uh when they give you an injection and they have the like the needle and they you know the the emergency room george Cooney thing where they put like the, the the bottle up and then they put their finger next to it they do that so you don't have any air bubbles uh in the syringe because if you get a injection with air bubbles they could potentially travel to your brain i don't think they can go to your brain right but they can go to your lung i mean they could kill you they can go to your heart there's, there's people who die of that um i think Probably every day around the world in some hospital, it's a very happen. It's a very common thing that just happens. Um, surprise! Lots of people die in hospitals. Um, but so I, I personally, I personally, it's my opinion, think the side effect is laughable. But that's why it's not approved by the FDA. So if 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 the the concert venue, or whatever, new, I mean, this is New York and they're crazy anyway. But like, if if their health authority knew what they were doing, um, I mean the. 
why I while I object to it, I think it is understandable or like it's at least logical, right? It's at least logical to say, okay, we want people to be vaccinated so they're protected, right? But the next logical step would be uh, to decide which vaccination to accept based on how effective it is. Because you didn't, you didn't uh, approve it because people who could get it sh could die, right, from a side effect. So that's why you're not giving it to people in the U.S. You're right. But if I come in from Germany and I got the vac I mean, I can't go there anyway because I only had one shot. But like, let's say I had both shots and I come over. I mean, the danger is over. First of all, I'm protected. Second of all, I didn't die, right? I didn't die with that side. I mean, what? This makes no sense. But interestingly, we were talking about this on the Discord, and then to real uh, a listener from Denmark or a producer from Denmark said the following: We briefly had something similar with the Danish system, and this is you know for people always tell me that lots of people, especially in Hamburg, there were lots of people. Oh, the Danish do everything better. Yeah, including killing like millions of mink for no fucking reason at all. But yeah, the Danish are generally better. Just listen to this. We briefly had something similar with the Danish system. And it's probably the uh, the Hoshni, Knoshni, Knoshni, Vertni for Knoten. It's probably the Danish health. No, it's, he, he actually said what it was called. I forgot. Wait, let, let's, look this, let's look this up live on the show. Danish health authority. And I'm going to try to pronounce it. This is going to crack, crack, crack up my Danish listeners. I know I have some. Uh, the Danish Health Authority. The oh, Sundhedsstyrelsen. is probably Gesundheit. It's like German Gesundheit. Uh, it's health. Tyrelsen. Uh, but it's Danish, so half of the half of the uh, vowels are probably not. It's like or consonants are not pronounced. It's like It's probably the Sundhedsstyrelsen. Uh, so those guys. Um, we briefly had something similar with the Danish system. They decided AstraZeneca is too dangerous, so stopped using it. We know about that. Uh, then the state system had one of its little moments and decided anyone with the AstraZeneca jab, <laughs> secretly British, uh, with the AstraZeneca jab had not, in fact, been vaccinated. So the Danish Health Authority, because they were like, we're not... We're not uh, approving this vaccine anymore you can't use it like the people they had already vaccinated and that they were that was safe because they were vaccinated they were like no when we didn't approve it so you're you're now legally or whatever like technically not vaccinated um i think uh Tyrion says it was briefly because i guess people probably lost their shit about that <laughs> like if i was a doctor and like my local health authority would do this shit i would like I would like threatening to just like quit my job or whatever. That's just that's ridiculous. That is so dumb. That's almost as dumb as like Germans trying to put like get like Microsoft to put a porn filter in all of the operating systems just because think of the children. Um and then uh, a third story I quickly wanted to talk about. Um I mean I talked uh, in episode 75 um in fact last episode I talked about the YouTube censorship right and and what happened to me with the video and you know but i also had like a little side thing on like uh, netstiggy in germany like the law where you know if you do something criminal content providers have to pull it and how content providers generally use their terms of service and why they do that so just as i had published this uh, episode uh, i get an email from twitch which they apparently sent to everybody um about how they are now enforcing netstiggy 
right and there's a post on this on reddit which i linked as well uh from a twitch uh, community person um and uh basically uh they they are saying um here that um I'm, I'm going to quote from this. To comply with this regu regulation, certain content that is reported by users in Germany will be evaluated under both the Nets, DG, and Twitch's community guidelines in terms of service. When content is reported under Nets, DG, there are three possible outcomes. If the content violates our community guidelines, we will remove it globally and issue the corresponding Twitch enforcement. If the content does not violate Twitch policy, we identify it as, as illegal under NetsDG, we will restrict access to this content in Germany. If the content does not violate Twitch policies or NetsDG, no action will be taken. Which means, you know, they're looking at the toss and uh, they ban, if it just, you know, violates the toss, they're going to ban that. If it's only NetsDG, they're only going to block it in Germany. Now, I found this very interesting, um, both of the timing and generally. So I wrote this email to Twitch Press uh you know to the twitch press email address um dear ladies and gentlemen i'm a freelance journalist from germany i'm causing trouble again um reporting on it policy issues for several outlets one of my current focus topics is freedom of speech press freedom and overblocking i'm currently preparing several stories on NetsDG compliance as such i will be reporting uh, we you know as a topic obviously that I got triggered on and that interests me very much. Um, as such, I will be reporting on the email you just sent me. Could you please answer three questions with regards to this? Number one, why are you acting on this matter at this time? Seeing as Nets DG went into effect in 2017 and the last changes went into effect on 1st Janu of January of this year. And we now have like end of June. Like, why are you doing this now? Second, uh, you mentioned your community guidelines in terms of service. What does this have to do with NetsDG? NetsDG is a criminal law concerning, for the most part, very serious crimes. Your guidelines and TOS are a civil law, are a civil law matter as far as German users of Twitch are concerned. And third, let's say you block content I created based on your TOS, but it does not violate NetsDG. Do I have recourse to appeal to this? How does that work? I'm asking because if I understand the NetsDG rules, co rules correctly, I, I do have recourse under criminal law, no less, if you block my content mistakenly under that. So basically, <clears throat> kind of, you know, asking them, um, because I, I suspect them to do, you know, to do the same thing I've, I've talked about last episode, that they're basically using their TOS so they don't get into, into legal problems. Um, I, th I think if, if if somebody uploads something that 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 they think violates NetsDG, um, they will just say it violates the toss and, and delete the video outright. Because as I say, as I explained last episode, that's legally uh, less of a problem for them because the only recourse I then have is like civil law. Whereas if they say my content violated NetsDG, uh, they're basically saying I I I did something criminal. And then I could, I could, and then the state, German state will have like, this is not only about Twitch. Like if that happens, I think they have, I'm pretty sure they legally will require to report this to, uh, to law enforcement. So law enforcement will then for some, you know, I've explained this earlier in the show, will then have to, um, you know, um, act. So basically let's say there's a clip of me on Twitch and a viewer goes, this violates NetsDG. And Twitch, American company, maybe they don't know so much about German law. I don't know. Obviously, not a lawyer. Just not legal advice. You know, they might go, okay, this violates NetsDG. And then, 
like if they just deleted it on the on the toss and just the video was gone and and nothing like that would have no further repercussions for me maybe they get a strike against my twitch account if they say it violates netsticky i think they will have to inform law enforcement and then law enforcement will start criminal proceedings against me and i could fucking go to jail which is a little bit more serious than losing my twitch account um so I don't know. And this is why I have recourse, right? I could then go and no, you know, I actually, I think I could get like a state uh, appointed uh, defense lawyer because I mean, this is criminal law and I could actually go, no, that wasn't illegal. What are you saying? And if I win, um, that would have serious legal repercussions for Twitch. And because it's criminal law, it's not about the company, right? In civil law, it's be like, you know, I get damages or whatever. Uh, and then the company pays that. In, in in criminal law, they go after the person who's responsible, personally. You know, like I've explained this earlier, uh, I think last episode, with like the VW thing, right? Where they went up, the, when they like basically lied on their, um, on their emission, you know, the emission scandal. They actually went after the, 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 the people responsible and like were like, okay, this is going to be jail time. Right, so it's it's a very like what I'm what I'm trying to explain to them, which I think Twitch doesn't understand, at least from this email, is that this is it's are two very different things, right? Uh, criminal law is, is 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 that that's a much more serious uh, issue than you know. Maybe they know that. Maybe that maybe you know that's my that's my other suspicion um, that they're going to do this thing where they're just going to block um, based on terms of service. But we'll see. Um, so far, uh, unsurprisingly, I've not heard back from Twitch. Either they're going to ignore this or they're still... What the fuck? Somebody actually asked us a question. Well, what's going on? What are we going to do? Ah! Might be. I don't know. We'll see. If I get an answer or if I do some more research, I might do another episode on this. Um, we'll see. Anyway, uh, let's wrap this show up. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... This is going to be long. And I've got work to do, as I mentioned earlier. Um, let's talk about the feedback. First of all, we have producer Mike Small, who uh, commented on the previous episode about YouTube censorship. And uh, he says, thank you for this episode. Uh, somehow this happening to you helped me appreciate the seriousness of this kind of censorship in a way that the Trump Twitter ban did not. I also feel insulted as a listener, reader, and citizen. Not that I would ever use YouTube when an alternative is available. It's not the same level of insult to me as to you. My work uh, is not being impugned. But implicit in the idea that our news must be sanitized is the premise that we as listeners are like zombies or wind-up dolls. Like, I can't decide for myself whether uh, or when you're full of shit or I need some more facts and evidence than you've presented. Anyway, keep up the good work. I like the way you're handling this. Thank you, Mike. And I like, I appreciate that email. And um, I appreciate that you, uh, that you, I mean, that's the whole, that's what I'm trying to do with, with this podcast, right? This is, some of this is opinion. Uh, the other, the other part is research. Um, you know, I give everybody in the show notes access to everything I have. Um, and I want you to call me out on, th on, on things when you think they're wrong. Um, that is the very idea of the show. This very idea of the show is the, the assumption that you're just not going to take my word as law, but like think about it and have your own opinion about it. And also, uh, like the whole point about the show is that I, 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 unlike a lot of other publications, I think, or, you know, uh, 
podcast or whatever, I'm here taking you seriously as an adult. Adult, and I think you, um, you can you can consume this content, and then um, if you want, you can form your own opinion. You can you can agree, you can disagree. You know, you you are your own person um, who knows what they're doing, and you're not dumb. I don't I don't want to treat you. I I, f I feel like a lot of my colleagues when they write things or produce content, they um, put themselves in a the position where they're very patronizing and they're like, I know what's going on. Kind of like, you know, connected to the... A lot of these people are those same people on the other side of the fence I talked about earlier in the show where they're like, we know best and we're going to tell you now, right? What I'm doing here is like, I find this topic interesting. I've done some research. I've come to an opinion. I'm going to present you the research and my opinion and then do with that what you want, right? Agree, don't agree, ignore me, or write in. And I think that is the attitude journalists should have, or generally like content producers should have, should have right? You should try to treat, treat your audience as, as grown-ups and, you know, as, as equals. Um, I think that is how new media should work, new media, new rules. Um, so uh, thanks for the email, Mike. I appreciate it very much. Um, Fadi Mansour, another producer, writes in a lot, uh, also uh, wrote in. Uh, and he says, I've read your blog. So this was before I recorded the actual episode. I, I had some updates on the blog before you know I got around to doing the podcast. That's what he's talking about. But uh, he's basically talking about the previous episode. It's just like he wrote in before he had a chance to listen or before it was probably out, I think. Um, I've read your blog post about YouTube removing the episode and your decision to fight it. It seems the issue has been resolved, but I wanted to say that I really appreciate your stance to fight this. Of course, links to this is also in the show notes. Um, unfortunately, and this I think this is just the thing I was mentioning in the beginning. Uh, I now remember that it was Fadi. Of course it was Fadi. <laughs> a smart man. Um, yeah, I think I think he puts he, he puts uh, he puts nail on the head here. Unfortunately, we are living in interesting times. It is clear that freedoms that people enjoyed are being taken away now. I believe that getting these freedoms was not easy and it's important to try and defend them. Hopefully there's still, there's still a chance, but this requires that people recognize these dangerous trends. Um, yeah, I hope there's a chance. Otherwise, I guess I wouldn't be doing this podcast. Um, I think we are in the vast minority here. Um, I think most people... Uh, don't want to sp I think the problem is most people don't want to spend the effort um, to think s things through and to think critically they just want to go on about with their lives and they have trust um, they have trust in certain sources and when these sources say like you know these people are all like conspiracy theorists and Nazis and anti-vaxxers and they're all crazy don't listen to them listen to us they just swallow that And I think our best defense is trying to just, like, I don't even think these days, you know, back in the day when I was younger, um, you know, when I was doing Linux Outlaws, I always tried to evangelize people, I think, at least in the beginning. I was like, you know, this operating system's better, you should use that. Um, and the older I get, maybe I've gotten wiser, I've certainly got the uh, the gray hairs. Uh, if you're watching the video version of this, you can, you can tell. Um, maybe I've gotten a little bit wiser and I've, I've I've understood that that often doesn't work. Like, you know, you can tell people, but they're just not going to listen. Um, what I try to do these days is not convince people 
on the topic. No matter what we're talking about, operating systems, vaccinations, how bad the virus is, what's happening to our democracy, um, privacy, doesn't matter. I'm, I'm not going to try to convince them on the subject. I'm going to try to, what I'm trying to is give them um, another perspective, trying like, but in the matter sense, I'm trying to, to get them to understand how, how like media works, right? That, that not everything you hear on, on TV is, or on the radio, or you read on, you know, Spiegel online or on the BBC or on the Washington post is true that these are people that there's no true and false that there's like degrees right of everything everything is gray that you know i'm a journalist these people are journalists they are not inherently better or at their job or more careful just because i'm a freelancer and they work at the new york times right there are probably people at the new york times who i would consider worse journalists than i am um i mean it's not that a lot of people are going to agree But like, I think, and, and like at, at any publication, this is, it's not like this thinking of like this political party and that right or left, conservative, progressive, um, red and blue, uh, mainstream media, YouTube, or whatever you want to do. That is never, that's, n that never even approaches the truth. The truth is always gray. Um, There's a lot of misinformation on YouTube and there's a lot of good journalism on YouTube. Right? There's a, good of, a lot of good journalism in the New York Times and there's a lot of misinformation in the New York Times. Um, right? There's propaganda that comes out of Russia. There's propaganda that comes of, out of the US government. There's propaganda that, that comes out of the German government. This is all like... I, I'm just trying to instill in people this idea that I also have with this podcast where it's about like think for yourself Don't go like I've like learned in my upbringing or whatever in my sociology that like the the public broadcaster can be trusted. There are people on there that don't know what the fuck they're doing. There are people on there that can't be trusted. And there are people on websites that can't be trusted. And there are people on like blogs that you've never heard of that are very good critical thinkers and that you tr should trust inherently over like the anchor on your mainstream news right and I'm, i'm just trying to i these days i'm just trying i think we're the only way we're going to win this war for lack of a better term is if we instill this this approach in people and i realize it's probably futile and it's you know i'm, I'm in a bubble um all my friends um are like at least like me i mean i don't have a university degree but they at least went to university right I've, i'm Most of my friends are very intelligent people. A lot of them are more intelligent than me. Um, they are certainly not the uh, the brunt of of the people that live in Germany, that live in the UK. Um, so I, I don't know how realistic that is, but I'm, I'm just I'm just trying to do what I can, right? In in <laughs> in my small way uh, with the people that listen to me. Um, And, and I just think that approach is better. Um, I don't know if it's the winning approach, but it's better than the approach of saying, uh, you know, I, I think this this virus is overblown, and here's why. Right? I'm trying. What I'm trying to do is like, okay, so right now you're listening to like these statistics, and you think everybody anything else somebody says is like completely wrong. 
And I'm just trying to tell you, right? Like statistics are always statistics and there's problems with all kinds of statistics, right? You just need to like, you can't just say, okay, this is source for this is the government. So it's trustworthy. The government also puts out misinformation. Um, anyway, I think that's probably enough about that. One one more thing I want to mention that makes me very happy. So I had Cam, who's also a producer on the show, a uh, supporter of the show, uh, write me a message on Patreon and saying that um, on no... So I was I was mentioned no agenda because basically this is where I got the uh, value for value model from and I'm a long-time listener of that show. And um, I like the guys, um, you know, John and Adam very much. Um, and... Um, I got some listeners from them, obviously, being played on the stream, and, and I really like that. It's pretty cool. But uh, so Cam sent me this. Um, he's, he's, he's up to date on No Agenda. I'm not. Um, as I said, I've been really busy. I'm way behind. But uh, apparently in uh, No Agenda 1357, so 1357, um, there was a donation and somebody mentioned me, if not by name, mentioned this podcast. I'm going to play. This is the button I pressed earlier by mistake. Um, I'm going to play this now because it makes me very happy. So this is from No Agenda 1357. All right. Yeah. Sir, Sir Colin, the friendly fat man. Oh, I haven't heard from Sir Colin in a while. In the morning, John and Adam, I've been hit in the mouth by the host of the Private Citizen podcast, thankfully already before the pandemic started to threaten the sanity of us all. So one year ago, I subscribed by a small monthly donation amount, and since then I've never missed a show, which helped keep my amygdala so small. To celebrate my first year of supporting the show and also my 53rd birthday today, which being a father myself, I am pleased to learn also happens to be Father's Day in your country. Please accept this special donation for episode 1357. Thank you for your courage. No jingles, no karma. And thank you, Sir Colin, the friendly fat man. You are on the list. Appreciate it. That's really cool. That's somebody who heard about No Agenda from me and then uh, started donating to them. Being hit in the mouth, by the way, in case that's uh, weird. I didn't I didn't punch somebody. That's like um, No Agenda slang they have their own vocabulary on that show. i mean it's been going on for 1357 episodes uh obviously um it's like vocabulary for uh, being told about the show <laughs> being hit in the mouth anyway i thought i'd explain that um yeah so that's cool i mentioned uh feedback before if you have any on the show uh which might be likely um if you want to convince me that porn's evil please do uh don't assume i'm not going to listen just because you have a different opinion um, please go to private citizen not press and uh, let me know. And with that, let's wrap up this show now. Right. Um, so I mentioned the uh, value for value model before. From No Agenda, um, you can uh, basically uh, support the show, but you don't have to. That's what it comes down to. Um, if you want to, um, and it would very much be appreciated because, you know, the year is not being very kind to me in general, um, you can become a Patreon supporter. Uh, there's a link uh, also in the show notes. You can send off send one off the uh, monetary uh, support via PayPal uh, through the email address producers at fab.industries. It's also in the show notes. And if you have another way, uh, please, uh, we, I think we can work something out. You can also support me uh, via Twitch. You can subscribe to the Twitch channel. That'll, that'll help. 
And of course, if you have Amazon Prime, um, you can do that for free. Um, it expires after a month, but then you can do it again. And so you don't have to pay any money uh, extra. And I, I get some money and it'll help me out. So let's mention the people who did that. So the people who've supported this show via PayPal and pra Patreon this very episode are Georges, Steve Hose, Butterbeans, Johnson M. Heavy, Michael Mullen Jensen, Dave, 1i11g, Vlad, Jackie Plage, Philip Klosterbahn, Jaroslav Lichtblau, Michael Small, IKN, Kai Sears, Fadi Mansur, Bennett Piata, Joe Poser, Jake Didi, Larry Glock, Tobias, David Potter, Matt Jellyman, Mika, Martin, Mode 7, Sandman 616, Dave Amrish, Mr. Ramish, Avis, Drive Zero, Ricky M, Barry Williams, Jonathan Edwards, Rizel, Rodane the Insane, Captain Eckhart, Cam, D, RJ Tracy, No Reply, Rick Bragg, Ezekiel017, Robert Forster, and Superuser. And then the people who uh, subscribe to Twitch, who also help me out, and I thank them a lot as well, are Mike the Dane, Flash Gordo, Akaronta7, Bacon the Pork, Brigadier Sir Nils Olaf, Indie Game X, Nomt771, Mode 7 is unavailable, Sandman 616, Redeemer RF, Ezekiel 017, Centurio Purchase, Galtaran, and Butterbeans. So thanks to all of those. Thanks to all of you. I appreciate it very much. You help. You, you do help. Um, every euro counts from you right now. So you are helping, and that's very much appreciated. Um, yeah, let's let's get out of here. I have to thank Bitemark, bitemark.co.uk, because they are providing me for free with the servers. They're a British cloud hosting company, uh, Stellar guys, and without without those servers, I couldn't run the show. So that's pretty cool. Thanks to Bitemark, and let's get out of here. Uh, the theme tune I mention is every show, but it's a great song, and I want to give credit. Uh, it's by Raoul Kabazali. It's called Acoustic Roots. And I'm going to play you out with some jazz because the last time I did this, uh, people were really happy. At least the people that were listening live. So I got some, that's that's why live feedback is helpful. So we have some jazz. Um, it's a song called Not That Serious by Nocturnal Spirits. And with that, I'm going to sign off and I'm going to see you soon. As I said uh, before the uh, planned hiatus, I'm going to try to give you two more episodes. Um, at the latest, I'm going to see you. Well, you're going to hear from me next Wednesday. Um, until then, you know, hang in there and uh, think for yourself. And, you know, aim, aim to misbehave once in a while.